What's up, true believers, and welcome to episode four of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic is, of course, our discussion of episode four of the Falcon and Winter Soldier titled The Whole World is Watching. So suit up, because we got quite a show for you today, and I mean that. I think this could possibly be our best show ever. So here we go. If you're watching on YouTube, please consider dropping us a like and a sub, and don't forget to hit that bell to get notifications for new shows such like our video game show, The Penultimate Conquest Podcast. That's really hard to say five times fast. Our TV and movies podcast, just like this one from the Cross Media Show, and our anime show, Anime Nation. For those of you who do not know my name, it's Eric Ginn, just one of your friendly neighborhood co-hosts, and with great power and great responsibility, it is my pleasure to introduce the agent of film as my co-host, Mr. Christian Macias. Christian, how are you doing? Happy MLS is back week, everyone. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Timbers. Doing well, Eric. Excited to talk some Falcon and Winter Soldier. I am too, my friend. But before we get into that discussion and introduce our guest host, let's get a little housekeeping in. Uh, our community solo streams are continuing tonight as Tessa, a.k.a. Smash Bro, a.k.a. my lovely wife, continues fearing the old blood with her continuing stream of Bloodborne tonight at 9 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Anime Nation continues this Wednesday as Ryan and Vinny discuss. I'm going to butcher this. I know it, but I'm going to try it. Uh, is it Mushuko? Mushoko? Tensei? Mushoko Tensei? I believe is it's right? Mushoko Tensei. Okay, thank you, Ruben. That's why we have you here, Mr. Anime. Uh, jobless Reincarnation. They're going to discuss that stuff. So that's really exciting. And tomorrow, uh, Cross Media Show is going to be discussing Disney Plus premiere problems, Netflix buying out the Knives Out sequels, and the Suicide Squad trailer. But this is our Marvel show. So let's get into it. By Eric is Eric is gone. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Eric oh. just did. He is the host yep. of the Players Club. You can find him being oh. at the forefront of all knowledge on the frontier. This includes Pilots, Titans, and Apex Legends. Give it up for Mr. <laughs> I tongue-tied there. Give it up <laughs> for Mr. Emmett Watkins Jr. Emmett, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I am feeling great. I'm ready to crack into this episode like a Slim Jim. And uh, yeah, I'm still playing uh, Winter Soldier's right arm for all inquiries. Let me know. <laughs> i believe i just lost audio oh no ah okay there we are i lost That's everyone's audio is. i'm oh, gonna God. picture that uh emmett just said that he is the greatest apex legends player in the history of the known universe Good god i am better so, at oh my apex god give legends, me one second i'll right back christian take it away while i'm gone <laughs> yes sir i don't know where your intros are where are we <laughs> This Our is next great. guest is a this writer is and host. He's a rising star in the video games industry. This man's heart is his guiding key. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Cameron Hawkins. How you doing, buddy? That's a, that's a good intro. Uh, I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to talk about this episode because I was talking to um, some other friends about this like episode for like two hours last night. And I was just like, oh, I get to talk about this tomorrow on a podcast. I'm super excited. So a lot to talk about. This is a very, there's a lot to unpack in this episode for sure. Absolutely. This may be the best episode of the show so far. I'm just saying. And I our can, last guess that vibe. Yeah. You back, buddy? I am back. I am back. Uh did we talk about how uh Cameron's heart is his guiding key? We did. Indeed. We talked we <laughs> talked about that. Good job. Okay. All right. Thank you, Christian. Don't know what happened there. And our last guest rounding out our trio here is 
a co-host of the weekly PlayStation podcast, The Trophy Room, and is a co-founder of 6-1 Indie, a site dedicated to highlighting wonderful indie games. When he's not rooting for the Mets, he's here with us. Put your hands together for Mr. Kyle Stevenson. Can we stop acting like Turkish delights are a good thing? Can we please? <laughs> oh, wait. So that's <laughs> what that actual him. candy's name is? Because I thought it was just like a thing he called it. No, I think those are actually what they what those uh, are. I've never yeah, those heard suck. of those in my entire life. I was like, okay. They're Dota like trying to sell me those in Chronicles of Narnia. An yep. thing, nope. You know? Maybe it's an East Coast thing. It's it's just trash. They're like the strawberry candies your grandmother would have, but worse. Mm-hmm. Those are good, we, man. What are you talking about? No, the, the strawberry candies are like yeah. sometimes they hit, but most of the time they don't. Mm-hmm. But like Turkish delights never hit. That's yeah. what it see, is. see for me, it looked like they were like square caramels. I was like, ooh, those look good. No, nah, they're like they're like Smarties in caramel form. It's not what you want. It's not great. <laughs> it's, that, ew, no, that doesn't sound exactly. Good. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Well, anyway, we were we introduced our guest here, and I'm so happy you guys are here. I know I tried to sound like really podcasty right there, but you three <laughs> are three of the greatest people on Twitter. I, I just got to say that I love all of y'all's tweets. You're all so positive, so energetic, and we are lucky to have you guys here. So. Thanks with that, us. we have a few icebreaker questions for you guys with all of our okay. new guests on our shows. So, Emmett, we're going to start with you. What is your favorite Marvel movie? Oh, he's frozen. Oh, no. <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> That's oh, like he's no. thinking real hard. <laughs> oh, man. That's like a perfect freeze frame. That... Wow. Oh, there we go. We didn't hear any of that. You froze, <laughs> dude. You froze. That's incredible. That was just really poor timing. Um, you want to know my favorite MCU movie? Is it strictly MCU or just anything Marvel? It could be, anything, be anything Marvel. Oh, that, oh, that changes right. things. Yeah, that definitely. Uh, oh, I, I know. I know your answer, Cameron. You know my answer because I preach it to the fucking heavens. You know. Okay, we can swear on this podcast, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. cool. It's the internet. Okay. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I would say MCU speaking uh, is definitely Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, still over Far From Home. That is my favorite thing. But if we're talking generally, I'd probably say Into the Spider-Verse, even though that's like such a layup of an answer. But hey, man, literally the dynamic between the main character and my dad, it is my dad. So um, that's almost directly there. That's actually really interesting that you say that because like it was the exact opposite for me. Like I I could not relate to the relationship between because my dad was also like he wasn't a police officer, but he was a serviceman. Yeah. So, like, it was just one of those things where, like, we definitely had not a great relationship growing up. And so I was just like, I just can't vibe with this. This is not realistic for me, which is a big reason why I don't like Spider-Verse as much as other people. But I still think that the game, the, the, the game, the movie's gorgeous. Like, the animation's great. And I think it's a pretty good, like, I think the story's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. But Homecoming's also great. Homecoming, I sobbed for, like, two hours after watching that. That just affected me emotionally. I couldn't, I still couldn't tell you why, even though that movie's great. I don't know why just lost my mind about it but uh yeah i love me some spider-man clearly i was gonna say i think emmett likes spider-man yeah (laughs) still the best twist in the mcu is the vulture twist yeah so yeah man big twisting all day (laughs) cameron why don't you tell the world what we already know and what is your favorite marvel movie i mean okay well my favorite mcu movie is guardians of the galaxy i don't say what like i watched that movie recently and that movie still holds up completely like it's it's great. It's a great one-off film as well. Um and my favorite Marvel movie like period Spider-Man 2. It is 100% Spider-Man 2. 
Yes. I disagree, but I respect the hell out of it. Yeah, him. I respect like, it. I, like, I can't tell you, like, because I, I know that a lot of people, like, all of us here, and then probably a lot of listeners are in the KF, commu- uh, KF community. I can't tell you how angry I was when they were rewatching the spot, the, oh, the Tobey <laughs> Maguire Spider Man films, and they were just shitting on those movies. I was so furious. I'm like, I can't say anything <laughs> because it doesn't matter. Because, like, I know that I'm in the minority. I know, like, that Eric, Ben, Logan, more, like, we're all like the Spider-Man two, uh, truthers. Like, you know, yeah, we're the, <laughs> we're the ones that preach. evangelists. But it's, like, it's I so legitimately good. think it's the best Marvel movie, and I think it's honestly like again, like if it's, if there was a Mount Rushmore superhero films, I definitely think Spider-Man two should be on that list. I don't think we would get a lot of the movies we have today if it wasn't for Spider-Man two. I I still tear up with that conversation he has with Aunt May about like when the kid said he wants to be Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And Spider-Man's like a hero, and he says, well, Spider-Man, just, I, he doesn't know what he wants to do anymore. And so it's just like, oh my god, this is so good. But yes, yeah. Spider-Man 2, we love you. Just know we <laughs> love you here. Uh, Kyle! Yeah. My friend, what is your favorite Marvel movie? God, this is such a hard question to answer. Because I pulled up my like letterbox list, and I'm like, alright. Endgame's mm-hmm. in the first spot, because I love Endgame. Who doesn't mm-hmm. really love Endgame? But when it comes to like solo movies, this might shock a lot of people. I fucking love Captain Marvel. Unabashedly, really? I love Captain Marvel. I think Brie Larson killed it in that role. I think she, her performance is a lot more nuanced than people give her credit for. And there's a lot that's not spoken that she is acting out on screen that I think is just fantastic. And mm. that's a pretty interesting and kind of fresh take on an origin for a character, I think. I, I really enjoy that one. A whole lot but when it comes to like marvel overall not just mcu shout out to daredevil on netflix man oh, yeah uh, yes uh, come yeah, on i definitely I, I definitely think daredevil like is the best show from a consistency standpoint mm-hmm. but i would also say that the best of the netflix mcu stuff is the first half of luke cage season one. Oh like, hell yes every, like hell basically yes. everything with Cottonmouth until mm-hmm. spoilers like wow Agreed. wow what Agreed. a good show mm-hmm. I respect yeah, that. that. It's no sex education, but I respect it. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy how that show dropped off like after that after, first half. Yeah, that first half. Yeah, it's it, incredible. It makes me really sad. But now, Kyle, but now, more. But now, more. Uh, Mahershala Ali. Uh, Mar- 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 he's blank Ali. now. He's blank yeah. now. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? And that's like we can't win. Wait. We win. I can't we, wait for yeah. this. I, I can't wait. Can't wait. I was really worried because we were talking about MCU movies and he said <laughs> Marvel movies. And he said, I gotta give it out to Daredevil. I'm like, oh no. Oh no, 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 no. And Netflix. Netflix specifically. I mean, speaking of Blade, for some reason I thought you were about to say Blade Trinity, because you had said Captain Marvel. So I'm like, what's the other non-MCU wild take you yeah. could have? Um, <laughs> but hey, I respect it though. The old I'll, school Captain America movie, like the one of the 60s or 70s. That's uh, these are all great oh movies. God. All right. Here's our next one. What is your favorite Marvel character? Mm. And then we're going to start with you. Ooh, okay. Here we are. Back at me again. Uh, God. I know this is like the actor who portrayed her is kind of on some thin ice right now. But God, if I didn't love Shuri from Black Panther, I love Shuri so fucking much. She just has this like little like mischievous little sister vibe but she's also old enough to like feel like she's independent feel like she's doing her own thing and she's not just connected to black panther i, I just loved her character so much and hopefully the actress can chill the fuck out so she can be in yeah. the next movie 
Oh boy. I'm looking it up right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? What did she do? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. That it was a whole bunch of shit from like last year, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. No, I think I remember that now <laughs> yeah. coming up. Yeah. Okay, cool. Boy Addy. The, the, I, I, the second uh, sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, Christian, you, you had an idea before I did. Go ahead. No, the the moment that Shuri made a vine reference, I was like, Yep, that's it. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> like I was like, cool. what are those? I was like, Yes, please be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget how much I laughed when like I I call them sneakers. Ha 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 sneakers because he's stealthy. And that's the type of humor I would have. That's why I fuck with the show heavy. So yeah, she's great. Cameron, what is your favorite Marvel character? Um so Marvel in general, so I'm like I'm a I'm way more of a DC person than I am Marvel. Like I don't really mess with the comics that much. Um it's really just films that I really like with Marvel. Um Mm -hmm. So I would say, like, just from a general standpoint, I would say Spider-Man, because I think that Spider-Man is, like, DC's Batman. Like, there's the it has the rogue gallery, right? The rogue gallery is, like, kind of what builds Spider-Man into, a, like, a higher character for me. Um, like, I still think Spider-Man is still, like, Peter Parker Spider-Man specifically. I think, uh, you know, Peter is, does have an interesting character, and I think that there are, because there's, like, this argument that, like, Oh, like which character plays Peter the worst? And like, if you like, if you go the comics I have read, like, there's so many different interpretations of Peter Parker. Then like, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for me, <laughs> it just depends on which one you vibe with the most. So like, for me, that was Tobey Maguire. Like, I get why people don't like Tobey Maguire, but I I really resonated with Tobey Maguire's. Um, so for in that case, it would definitely be Spider Man. Uh, in the MCU, originally it was Thor, but then like Thor's movies started being trash. And and I still like Thor and Thor Ragnarok, but I would say just like overall, it's 100% Captain America at this point. Like I had nice. no, I had no like John Walker, in right? Captain America. Yeah, John Walker is his favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had no interest as uh, like in his character. The first time I watched First Avenger, I really didn't like it, and then when I rewatched it, I loved it, and now I think it's like one of the most underrated MCU films. Like it's personally like I think in my top eight or ten mcu films um and and i think that like just the entire all of his movies are great like i think all of his movies are great and just like his character development to the end of endgame uh has been phenomenal like again like i I brought this up in a conversation i had yesterday but like if i could have like one piece of like marvel whatever it would be it would be cap shield that like at this point like that's Mm -hmm. what i want like i want cap shield on my back wall or something like that at some point it's just Mm -hmm. i love like chris evans just really nailed mm-hmm. that role oh uh, yeah no cap mr <laughs> stevenson what is your who is your favorite marvel character uh without sounding like a broken record i echo cam's sentiments completely captain america is my favorite because of the mcu i also had, don't have a whole lot of ties to the comic book uh origins of them but what chris evan did as cap just blew me away and i love that character so freaking much um and just shout out to the hulk i like big guys doing big things and so like any <laughs> any big dude that's on screen wrecking shop i'm into nice I yeah. Just like that I, yeah I, I i just i just feel like that at the end of every move every captain america movie when i watch it i'm just like oh it's over like i want more <laughs> even though you've seen this movie over and over again like yeah just like that last monologue like uh like letter uh to tony and he just comes out of the shadows he's like i'll be there and it just cuts i'm like fuck man let's <laughs> go like <laughs> In Civil War, like you're, they're supposed to have you like be on the fence, right? Team Cap, Team Iron Man. Oh, I was the entire movie. I was like, 
it's Team Cap all the way. Team Cap, yeah. I, I may see it, but no, 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 no. We're not. What yeah. a great segue, Kyle. What that's a, a that's segue. a whole different Perfect. podcast. We're so, definitely like we, at some point, like no, no. Do, if y'all want to do like a Team Cap versus Team hold Iron on. Man, like. Hold on, hold, hold that thought. It's coming. So, our final icebreaker question. Just a quick one. Just <laughs> oh, a quick shit. one, real quick, before we get started. Are you Team Cap or are you Team Iron Man? If you're Team Iron Man, you're fucking just factually wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you're, you're, here's the thing that I think that's interesting about how I perceive Civil War, though. That I think I think I don't think a lot of people uh, see it this way, but I see Captain America: Civil War as a Captain America film that that has an Iron Man story. Like it's, I think that it's like an it, like it focuses mm. on it does focus on Tony more it, in my eyes more than Cap. Um, it's just like we're just in Cap's shoes if that makes sense. Like not, and, and it's just it's one of those things. Like it, I feel like it's kind of a different. It kind of like turns the structure of like general stories. Like oh, there's a, the the main protagonist and then there's the antagonist or like you know, things like that and kind of flips it on its head. Cause I'm just like, well, like, I don't think to- like Tony is the antagonist, but I also don't think he's the protagonist either, but I think everything does revolve around him. Like he's like, everything starts because of what he does. Like, and I don't know. I think that, uh, that it, it's a really interesting perspective. And I try and like, every time I watch civil war, and this is a, probably a reason why, like, I like to watch Civil War more than I like to watch Winter Soldier, even though I think Winter Soldier is just a better film. Is that like Agreed. I always feel like I get something mm. new out of Civil War when I watch it. I feel like I like there's like something that I didn't see the first time, or something that like I might be like, you know what? I see that in a different light this time, um, and feel differently about this thing or that thing or the other. That um, I think that Civil War is a really really fascinating uh, film from a just filmmaking perspective and a story perspective especially for superheroes so um but yeah team cap all right we we got cam's answer emmett what uh what about you i mean i i feel like i have to say team cap just so i'm not left out of the room um no no, what's your argument for team iron man i want to know i don't have it i don't have an argument for team iron man because now i'm thinking about it the way that you're describing uh, civil war i'm like damn what's the last time i saw that movie and i was like oh wait in theaters so (laughs) um yeah i think team cap the, the thing that sits wrong with me with team cap is like damn you killed his parents and you were just gonna like chill with that like you're just gonna cover that up so i'm like i wouldn't support that but overall like i do support the whole idea of like all right let's take these shackles off so we can do the good shit because it's all about because america does have a long history where it's like a few good men can do whatever we need to and they need less restrictions well it's like well a few good men aren't always good men but in the case of captain america i can trust that he's a good man in the case of even iron man and a lot of the gallery of heroes i can believe that but, like, if this was real life, now nah, I'd be Team Iron Man. I don't trust humans. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. No, yeah. no, no. That's my like idealized so world. Good. Yes, we're, yeah. In an idealized world, then Cap's fine. But, nah, Iron Man was right if this was real we, life. Uh, we're going to be talking <laughs> so, about America a lot in this episode. All, so. all of his yes. decisions were based off of emotion, not logic, which is so. the op- – like, in it, it – no. <laughs> No, no, no. But he came to a logical choice out through those emotions. Even but, hey. even in the movie, like <laughs> once once like everyone gets arrested and he goes to the raft, he's like, he, you you can tell he's just like, huh, maybe I fucked up here, maybe I was wrong, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the true. film does it itself. Like, yeah. just, like get, Cameron may have an idea. We huh? we may need to do a Civil War podcast one day and see Absolutely. how that goes. Yeah, so. that, that would Absolutely. be really really fun. Uh, we, uh, 
Kyle, yeah. what is your are you what are you team cap or team Iron Man? Team cap. Okay. All right. 100%. That's all it's hey, Kyle, sweet, sweet. right there. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Captain America, it is time to get into this episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And boy, is it just oof. That, that's all I can say. That's a one word review right there. Just oof. There's well, a lot of crap in America. Right. Nice. <laughs> so uh, how this is going to go, guys, is we're going to break it down scene by scene, and then we're going to discuss what happens. We're going to take, like, the big points, and then we're going to discuss what goes on. Um, so first off, the beginning of the episode takes us back about five, six years into Bucky's time in Wakanda. Io, is that, am I pronouncing it correctly? Io? Yeah, Io? yeah. Pretty sure it's Io. Io. <laughs> yeah. Io is helping rehabilitate him, which includes attempting to trigger his Winter Soldier protocol. Despite memories of all the harm he caused flashing before his eyes, Bucky restrains himself, tears pouring from his face. Io tells him, you are free, officially turning him into the White Wolf. Flash forward to present day, and Io is upset that Bucky freed Zemo and has given him eight hours before the Dora Milaje come to take him. And uh, what a powerful opening scene. Yeah, I, I think my favorite mm-hmm. part about this is during the the scene where Ao it, or, yeah, Io, Ao, I... Either or. Io. When, Io. Io. Thank Io. you. Io. I'll try to remember that. Where yeah, Io like is... Interactive. Thank you. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> when Io is going through the trigger words with Bucky, right? And, and Bucky's feeling all that pain. And he looks at her once, like before the last word, like, don't do this. And then after afterwards, when she says it, like, you're safe now for the second time, he just breaks down in tears. Like, what a what a performance with zero words. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you can feel and see the relief come off of Bucky's sh- uh, shoulders at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. most mo- most definitely. Uh, Cameron, what did you think of the scene? I mean, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where, um, you know, when because. Like back when uh, they got Zemo out of prison, which man, what an entrance for Zemo! It was just like just in the shadows, the words so good. <laughs> anyway, um, and and he's just like, you know, it doesn't like you can't control me anymore, like that type of thing. I was just like, oh yeah, like they they like Wakanda, like something happened in Wakanda, or like he just got over it or something like that. But like they actually like dedicate a scene to this, like they they which I did not expect. So, um, but I thought it was a really good scene and it gives more, um, more exposition for, for Bucky because like, for me, I feel like, uh, this will probably be something that will be all ongoingly bring up throughout the, the discussion. But I think that Bucky has been super underutilized in the MCU yes. and, um, I, I'm, I just want him to have like a real place that's not hopefully not just like a support character that shows up every now and then and like helps out. I like, I think that Bucky is deserves more than that, but yeah. I mean, what about you? What what, what did you yeah. think about this episode? I mean, I think Bucky has been underutilized in the MCU as well. And just as Sebastian Stan in general, like to, to think that this man is not like the talk of the town, despite being an MCU movie in the same way that, you know, Falcon, despite being a minor character, he's still a big name in MCU. I feel where winter soldier isn't quite on that level, despite having a whole movie named after him. So um, yeah, I, I really love his performance here. He is, he's earning that check, man, with that crying. I'm like, yo, let's, let's fucking yeah. go, man. I love to see stuff like that. And just to see something more grounded and realistic. Cause you, 
that that's one thing I always freak out about this show is every time I watch an episode, I'm like, this is still in the same universe where like a neurosurgeon became a wizard and there's like a teenager in Brooklyn swinging from webs. Like, what is this? Like, I I can't fathom how much it is the fact that this is all one universe and it all fits without question perfectly. Like, I I think this scene really shows how you can still be grounded. You can still have this dude with this crazy vibranium arm and it still have some real human emotion in there. And I, I really liked how it showed that history with Wakanda. So when the conflict with his Wakandan uh, interests and his interest in the current mission, when they start conflicting, that flashback kind of, you know, contrib- tra- kind of helps you understand that conflict a little better. So I was appreciating the fact it was there. Good stuff gotcha. overall, though. Indeed. Uh, Christian, do you got any thoughts? I just echo what Cam said because I think he said it uh, really beautifully earlier. But uh, I, I love that these shows and some of the Marvel movies as well um, really focus on trauma, and especially WandaVision and and to a certain extent this show as well. Um, but this opening scene I think added an emotional weight that I wasn't expecting and that I didn't know I needed for Falcon Winter Soldier. But then I thought it was great because it then echoes what we'll later talk about um, with his arm. So yeah, yeah, uh, fantastic. Uh, Two things I liked about this one is that um, so if you guys have noticed, like whenever when he was Winter Soldier and Christian has talked about this before, his theme song when he's Winter Soldier, it's a very like one note, like kind of a screeching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like um, a scream in the background. Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of like it gets more, you know, focused on that weird noise, whereas this one. It's, you know, the Winter Soldier part of him is going away. So the score, it started really minute at first and then it opened up as he's like getting relief that he doesn't, he's not the Winter Soldier anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's this nice orchestra sound of just, I don't know, hope I got. So, mm-hmm. and just to see him really happy right now, it, it was, it's really good because Bucky really has been like the crux of a lot of major MCU points. You know, he was one of the reasons why S.H.I.E.L.D. was toppled. And found out it was Hydra. And, you know, he's the reason why, really, the Avengers broke up. Like, Bucky was at the yeah. center of all that. And the Avengers broke up. And, you know, they were displaced by when Thanos was here. And, you know, if you would have, if they would have been together, the Avengers would have Infinity War have gone differently. You know, if that relationship with Cap and Tony was any different. So, I, it was nice to see just Bucky happy because he really hasn't had that for Cause he hasn't been in control of his life for what? 70 years. Yeah. Give or take. So I think that's the, one of the saddest thing is when you really think about it over the course of MCU when Bucky's been a thing, when is he had any time really to dive deep into the trauma he's gone through? Like this opening scene is six months before or earlier. Um, or no, six months, Six, months, six, six years, years, I think. Six years, thank you. Yeah. Six years earlier, and that was, I think, on the official timeline, when that scene happens, the following month is the Infinity War events, and he gets snapped, and then he comes back four years later, or five years later, and then he's back into endgame fighting, and this is a couple months after that. Like, when has he had time to decompress and really have that time to grieve? And I'm the fact that we only have two more episodes and there's a lot of Bucky that needs to really unload still. Boy, yeah. It's going to be a heavy last two episodes, even more so than how this episode ended. I, I agree. So and I have, uh, I have a, oh. I have a fun theory, like not theory, but like idea uh, of what they can do. Cause the thing with Bucky is that like, I feel like 
I don't know really where his character can go after this show. Because, like, the stuff that we know from the comics has all come and gone. And now he's just kind of, like, atoning for things. um, And trying to find peace with the pain that he's caused people. And, um, yeah, I'm just, like... When we get later on to the episode, I like I have an idea as to like what they could potentially do with Bucky mm. moving forward uh, in a in a fun way that I think that like gives him like an important role, I guess. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right. Uh, so after uh, Io speaks with Bucky, Bucky goes back to Zemo and Sam talks about how the Dormilaji are coming for him, and so Zemo starts talking to Sam, saying he can't really reason with Carly. Because she is corrupted by the super soldier serum now. And that has given her what I thought was one of the most interesting parts of the show. Saying that she has supremacist ideals. Yeah, right when now. they wrote that word out, I was like, yo, they're they're going there, going there. Let's fucking so go. When he, and we'll get a little bit more into that. I think it's important when Sam talks to Carly. I feel as though we can hit on those ideals. But I thought it was really interesting bringing that up. Because I never thought of it that way. I thought it was like, oh man, these super powered people do have a sense of supremacy over everyone else. And that's why, you know, with civil war, Hey, we need to keep you guys accountable. You can't just go around thinking that you're top stuff. So I, I thought that was really interesting to hear. Um, and you're right, Emmett, I, the show going there, I think it's exactly what it's needed. Um, like, was that the, the Wakanda, I forgot the, the Wakanda guards names, uh, the Domelage. Oh, the Domelage. Yeah. Was that the Domelage that said that, or was that the, um, was that Carly and and the, and her group that said it was uh, I, I, it, Zemo that brought up the idea of oh the, yeah yeah so, Zemo was, brought up the idea okay I thought you said that the yeah. Domalaji like said that I was just like I don't remember that um, okay. so but like I said we'll get into that more when Sam has her talk with Carly and so the next part of the show is the they head to a town of Riga to gain information on Danya Madani which was the woman that passed away in the last episode uh, for Carly. And Sam is getting no luck. Uh, Zemo is able to sing Baba Black Sheep and, you know, get kids with Turkish delights, which was kind of creepy. Um, and literally, you don't t- trust a stranger with candy. They tell you that yeah. <laughs> growing up. And then he tells them, don't trust Sam and Bucky, which I thought was weird. Um, I guess, like, he brings it up later. He he needed some leverage, which that makes sense. Um, but the interesting the next scene, I think, is really interesting. Uh, so it goes to Carly and uh, fellow Flag Smasher Nico, and they go to a grave site to retrieve more super soldier serum. And Nico talks about how he was a Captain America fan, and he likens Carly to Captain America. And she doesn't like that comparison at all. She thinks, you know, Captain America, that shield is from a bygone era built on the oppression of others. And... She says that it needs to be forgotten and destroyed. And I thought that was really interesting how people view themselves, like on different sides and stuff. You know, in Infinity War, Thanos thought, saw that he was the hero and stuff. And so it just, it's interesting to see, like, from what side you're on, how you view yourself. Because, you know, all of us, again, we're going to get more into what Captain America means here in a bit. But, you know, you think Captain America, righteous man. But turns out, that was really Steve. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's not about the symbols, about the person. Like the shield is just a shield. It's, it's a matter of who's picking that shield up. I think is where the important parts in, but I, I think 
I really am liking Carly. I thought she was just going to oh, be. I thought she was just going to be a, hey, this is just a face for the Flag Smashers right here. That's all. She's going to be viewed as just the antagonist. But the more they just let her character breathe, the more you see, like, she's absolutely right with all this stuff. Like, in the last episode, when Lamar tells John, like, dude, she's giving people a place to stay. Like, she's inspiring loyalty out of everyone here. So you you can't just cool your jets here. Like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to paint her as a bad guy. So I thought... I, I think if I remember correctly, there were uh, there was a rumor going around that they had to like rewrite some of the stuff for the show. Um, yeah, and there was a lot of more Carly things because there was in the show a plague of some sort, a, a illness oh epidemic, God. and they had to rewrite it because <laughs> of coronavirus. And I think like we would have known a, ho- a whole lot more of the mother figure that died, uh, Dor or Dua Tony Madani. Tony Madani. Uh, so I, I feel like there would have been even more. I, I feel like we would have fallen in love with her even quicker if we had all that stuff in there, but mm. she's killing it in every single scene scene she pops up. And like you said, like she her ideals are in the right place. And uh but like the means about them are are where it gets murky. And uh, I absolutely. love I, I, I just want to shout out, I forget the who knows the name of the actress that plays Carly? Aaron Spellman. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Spellman. I think Casting her as this character is such a brilliant choice because you can't, I don't know if it's just me, but you can't help but look at her and think she's like innocent, just the way she looks with all the freckles. And, you know, she, she just look, she looks probably a good five years younger than she probably actually is. So like, you know, you just look at her and you want to treat her like a kid or something, but not only is she someone who is a threat because of the super soldier serum, but she's a threat because she has radical ideas and has the power to enact them. So like, I think that's really cool. And to have her be the foil to, or not the foil, she, she kind of gives me vibes of honestly, uh, God, what's his name? Killmonger from Black Panther. Like it's a similar thing mm-hmm. where once he starts spitting out his ideologies, you're like, actually, you got a fucking point. It's just you got yeah. a problem with the way that it's being put out there, mm-hmm. um, with the way it's being implemented. So I'm really, uh, it's it's to my delight that they're treating her character with such respect in a way where okay, they're not just going to turn bloodthirsty instantly as soon as they get power. They're actually trying to make substantial change. They just might need a little bit of tweaking on how to get to that change. So I really appreciate that. Hopefully it doesn't end with a knife fight. <laughs> a Marvel villain with nuance? No. <laughs> I know, right? Boy, like, howdy. They don't get to vaporize at the end? It's going to be real interesting when we watch Black Widow after yeah. having the, a show to really get to know these characters even more. And then a two-hour thing where we're supposed to know everything at once. Yeah. Here's Florence Plew. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring so, up a few things before we move on, Eric? Of course, Christian. Yeah, there's a few things that I really loved uh, that we kind of glanced over here that I, I I need to mention. One was, of course, that talk with Zemo uh, to Sam and Bucky where, um, I mean, just credit to the, the not filmmakers, but showrunners, um, where Zemo is giving a speech and he says, uh, there has never been another Steve Rogers. And the camera immediately pans over to a, a shot of Sam, um, clearly pointing us to like, yes, th- Sam has the potential to be the next mm. Not just Captain America, but a, a Steve Rogers esque figure. Um, but also the Flag Smashers, seeing them um, hanging around, looking at the video of the of their own doing, and seeing uh, like hearing audio that the one of the persons that, that died had just started the job the week prior, and he had uh, a kids. Um, and they're look it's silent, but they're looking at each other like, 
this is we're doing something that's not totally okay here. Um, and then my last here is um, Carly, who says we're not refugees; we're interla- internationally displaced, um, which I think just carries entirely different connotations to to what she's trying to do. And she feels very much victimized by the GRC and and by the world. So, I I love that character. It, it, re- it really is great because it, they're right; they're not refugees. <clears throat> they were living on this planet, you know, and everyone's gone, and then they're just thrown away when everyone comes back. So I, I think this show has been doing a fantastic... I wish there were more than just six episodes, but unfortunately, oh, that's yeah. what we got. Yeah, It's insane um, that we, we only got an episode left. It's crazy mm-hmm. to me because with these four episodes, I was worried that, oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was ready for it, but could it like rival WandaVision for me? And then this show for four episodes, like I have kind of forgotten about WandaVision already because this <laughs> show is so damn good. It's so because, crazy because... the Well, go ahead, go ahead. You were about to continue. Because like... This kind of show is the stuff that needs to be in the MCU right now. Like the stuff that this show is talking about needs to be talked about. And again, we're going to get it into a little bit later, especially with a phone call with Sarah and, you know, the end of the show, like what this show says about like what our favorite superheroes are saying about America is the best thing the show is bringing us right now. And shout out just to, I think his name is Marcus Spellman, the showrunner. Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm, excuse me. Uh, he's been doing a fantastic job. Oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, the whole it's just crazy to think that the questions we were asking with WandaVision feel so small potatoes and disconnected from reality. Right. Yeah. Compared to all of this. And it's once again, it's crazy those are in the same universe. It's crazy that this could potentially be happening at the same time. Like, what is this, man? I just love it. It's great. <laughs> so next up, John and John Lamar catch up with the trio. John says shit. And I was like, language <laughs> even. When um, (laughs) he said that. that. And so uh, John chastises Sam and Bucky for working with Zemo. Sam tells John the plan is to talk to Carly alone. But John is very against that plan. Even and Lamar kind of has to tell him like, hey, man, this may be a good idea. If we can just talk to him, this may be the best shot we got. So Sam has given 10 minutes to Carly. I do like the Sam line says, I work with people like this. Let me talk with her, please. Um. So that was really great. Uh, and so we go to, they're giving the eulogy, or they're giving the uh, service for Danya, um, Mama Danya, as she's called. Carly is giving a eulogy, and she's giving some very inspiring words to everyone. Yeah. Bars. Where it's just like, you know, we're <laughs> we're one world, one people. You know, they, they threw us out and stuff, but we have each other. And I, I thought it was really powerful, especially with, like, Sam watching the whole thing. Like, she, she sees Sam, and she's not like, let me go get him. You're going to hear what I got to say real quick, Sam. So I've, I, thought that was, I thought that was really great. And so Sam and Carly talk, and I think this is the best part of the episode, is when Sam and Carly have their conversation with one another. Um, oh, yeah. especially, especially the line that says, I can't speak for millions of people, but I can speak for you. I, 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 can, I can understand with what you're going through right now. So um, let's, let's just talk about this specific scene especially like when he brings up the supremacist ideals with carly she's like oh my god what oh my no yeah because that's such a incendiary term to just throw around and sure enough she she was trying to argue against it and totally fell right into like supporting that type of ideology it was really it was just a trip i can't i can't believe the show is like because literally the scene is just them talking about like their political viewpoints for like a good 10 or 15 minutes like 
how do we even get here? And I really like that scene because it is because it is so hard when the stakes are so high, when, you know, you're applying this to the entire world and you're trying to just do right by everyone to get into these ideas and these concepts on that scale. It feels so unmanageable. So the fact that they were able to just sit down and calmly have this discussion, it kind of really refined a lot of what each of them were fighting for and how they fight for it. Um, but it also kind of, you know, it, it held up a mirror. That's a lot of what the show is doing, just holding up a mirror to American society and being like, yo, here's how shit is. And here's how, you know, here's how we react to things in the real world. And we're just going to reflect that in this show to kind of show you, hey, this this is the real world for all intents and purposes, you know, subtract space wizards and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love that scene. I thought that was a really well, really well acted scene as well. And I re- I could believe the back and forth between them and the comfort that they seem to have despite everything. Uh, yeah, just great overall. Especially when she says that um, you're, you're killing people. No, they're just roadblocks in my way. I'm like, oh, oh, no, we can't be yeah. saying stuff like that. It's, <laughs> that was a little bit of a dark moment. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, Kyle, what do you think about this scene in particular? Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly well acted by two super talented actors. Um, yeah, like Emmett was saying, supremacy is never said uh, usually uh, – combined with a good thing right when you hear supremacy it's usually always a bad thing uh, or or a bad leaning thing um but yeah i i love how we got sam back doing what he when we first met him doing in winter soldier like he's there to help these people who've gone through some shit and he's the perfect person and that's the reason why that camera panned over to him during that zemo talk because he is the type of person with those morals and will listen first instead of you know, dealing with his fist first. He's he's using his brain. He's sitting down on a an emotional level and an, on a mental level, and just hearing hearing these people out before any other actions, which I love. Well said, Cameron. You got any thoughts on this scene? Yeah, like I think that this is the scene that like just reconfirms, but like just throughout the show, like I feel like the show, like the objective of the show, on the big mcu standpoint is for sam to realize that he's worthy to be captain america and like us because like we already know that we already know that he's worthy but like this scene i think is just like what really reconfirms that i think that this is the scene that's just like that this is why he should be like captain america like this is this is like he this is why he's a good man like he's talking to someone who like you know that is in a like is a bad person like he's doing bad shit and like it's like let's not fight about this let's talk about this like you know let's not resort to to uh to violence um you know and just like a lot of the ideals i think that uh steve had and um and but that's just who he that's just who he is like he didn't like learn that from steve he, that's just how he how he's always been and um uh it, yeah i think i think it's a like the best scene in, in the show and uh or in the episode and it's um it just again it just it just reconfirms that like sam is meant to be captain america and like it'll be uh interesting how things go from from here of course yeah christian christian you got any thoughts yeah um i, fr- I first wanted to just bring up a walker uh, who's just like strutting around Latvia wearing his Captain America suit, which is something that Steve Rogers would never do. Every time we see yeah. Steve Rogers in anywhere, he's like in his like cities, but Walker's like yeah. asserting his authority, just walking around, which I had issue with. 
Um, He's in that hat and hoodie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that Marvel but, uh, disguise. I, exactly. I, I don't think this scene would be as powerful for me if we didn't get the like direct contrast as to how shitty Walker is as a, as a Captain America. And this scene I thought was like the reason why uh, this episode was my favorite of the four that we've seen so far. Because I, I didn't think we'd get a Marvel show that has like the struggling proletariat versus like diplomatic supremacy at all let alone one where we get the protagonist or heroes who agree with with carly even if uh the means to do so um you know are morally gray or disagreeable and this is the reason why i just i love the show yeah i I don't know where this could end because that's the thing we got two more episodes i'm betting one of those episodes is like an hour and a half or something crazy because there's no way they can tie up something this big and this Mm -hmm. like kind of messy in a way that's satisfying and what two hours uh i i just i'm really interested to see where it can go because at the end of the day this is still marvel they're asking a lot of questions to where i don't know how clean cut these answers can be to still you know be in the next spider-man movie or something like that like at the end of the day these are still movies for children technically (laughs) to sell toys so i'm like it's really cool that they're experimenting in this way with the side projects like this but um yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they recognize that people love cracking into these concepts in these movies because, you know, Black Panther is still, what, the third most successful movie of all time or something like that. So, yeah, I- I'm excited to see where this goes because this can only go up from here. At least I think maybe. Mm-hmm. I definitely <laughs> think that, like, I think that Bucky and, like, Sam and Bucky are just going to, like, fight John and take the shield from him. And, like, I think that's what's going to happen with that. Uh, with Carly and and all that, I I don't I don't particularly know, um, but I definitely think that it's more or less just going to be like, this doesn't belong to you, like, you know, and and, and take it from him and and uh, in some sort of fight that I don't think because you know there there are these rumors going on that like that he'll be U.S. agent, um, and that there's like rumors about uh the Thunderbolts, like Thunderbolt Ross will like mm-hmm. you know maybe like in one of the last scenes of uh falcon the winter soldier thunderbolt uh ross shows up and recruits john to do like his own like his own like form of avengers like through the government um i think he and... might be the power broker honestly hmm. if we thunderbolt ross? yeah i think he might be the power oh. broker because hmm. that's somebody else like we have two episodes left Who's i think power broker? <laughs> i think sharon it... I think it's Sharon, I mean, yeah. I think she's working for <laughs> the power broker. I don't think she's going to back. It is, I think it is Sharon. Or if it is some if it is if it's not Sharon, I think it's someone that's like we could never guess. Like it's going to be someone completely random. Like I said, Gwyneth Paltrow's back. <laughs> Can I, uh, let's go. Can I be real? Um, it's prob- you're right. It's going to be someone that Tony probably screwed over in the past if we know the MCU. Oh, Mandarin maybe? Oh. Hmm. Like the real Mandarin, the real Mandarin, not Ben Kingsley Mandarin. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But but that'll be interesting. Who who knows? We may not ju- we may not know, and that that'll be something back later. Yeah, because um, in the comics, Wolverine is the power broker. So, mm. um, God, no, could you imagine? <sighs> Holy crap! Um, oh. They're not going to introduce Wolverine. This is how in, uh, yeah. in the show. Yeah, this is how X Men turn uh, come into Jesus the MCU. Christ. Um. So. Yeah, I um, I think that there's gonna be some sort of fight, and I like I don't want to go like, you know, we're still we still got some uh stuff to talk about. I don't want to like get into like predictions on what's gonna happen 
to uh, the rest of the show, uh, but I do want to talk about that uh, later on for sure. We will. Of course. We will. So moving on, we see that Carly is being chased by Walker, Sam, Bucky, and, you know, Zemo catches up to Carly, shoots her in the side, and starts destroying all the super soldier serum that she had. Which, you know, even though we, we're like enjoying Zemo and his antics with the group, he still has a mission. He wants to get rid of the super soldier stuff like that. That's his goal. That's his end goal is to end super powered people. And so before he could finish, you know, John Walker knocks him out. And Mr. Walker happens to see a conveniently placed one next to a basket. And, you know, like there's that haunting music that's played when he picks it up. And, um, and I think that. Everyone's I, I, like, fuck at the same time. Right. <laughs> fuck. So getting there was, to that. There was a conversation with Lamar and John too, right? Before that? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a little bit later. You think oh, after, okay. I think, yeah. yeah. So um, after this, you know, we go back to the apartment. Sam is talking to Zemo. And Zemo, which was one of the best conversations in the episode, it's like, hey, if you would have had, all, if you would have had the opportunity to take the serum, would you have done it? Sam like, no. It's like no hesitation. That's impressive. And it kind of reminded me, I, I told Tessa this, like it reminded me of the first question that's asked of Steve by Erskine, like, do you want to kill Nazis? No, I don't. I just don't like bullies. So it kind of reminded me of that, where it's just, you know, blood's not the answer. And it this sh- episode specifically shows like, yo, Sam is going to be the next Captain America. Like he's the, he's good. It's not about the skill set with Sam. Sam has the skill set. That's not in question. It's his heart. That's the most important part. Yeah. And Sam will always have that, I think, over Bucky. That's why I don't think Bucky will be that, because I think Bucky's too conflicted with himself. Sam really has that mm-hmm. righteousness that Steve had. And yeah, so sure. Yeah. I think I think that's you know, that's gonna be that that's like the ongoing thing, right? Is that like John Walker's a good soldier, but he's not like he's not particularly a good man, but Sam is a good man. And that's like, that's what you need to be Captain America. You need to be a good man. And it's, it's time to get to the scene that everyone on the internet cheered for. So John <laughs> tries to bust into uh, the apartment to get Zemo and, you know, the door Malaji walk in and it's like, Oh, what's about to happen here? And John, you know, tries to be a, a confident ass and says, hi, Captain America, how are you? Uh, <laughs> thanks, we got it from here. Uh, you don't have any jurisdiction here. And just she says that the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje find themselves to be. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. And so a fight ensues. And John. actually talk about that, that, that line specifically that I'm just like, like. Are there not consequences? Because everyone knows about Wakanda now. You know what I mean? Like, you can't like you're still oh. a co- you're still like a government. You're still like a cover uh, like a country. You can't just be like, oh, we can have jurisdiction wherever you want. Like, what? well, no. I think the can't. point of it is like Wakanda's so unfuckwittable that it's like, <laughs> like a they're unfuckwittable. B it's it's led by T'Challa. We know he has a good heart. We know he's a good person. So I don't think that's a concern. But it's also like they have space metal. What the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> like at the end of the day, they can go where they want and do what they want because they just they're, they're walking with the biggest stick. That's all it is. <laughs> and then you know, Mister Walker gets his ass just handed to him. He's oh, just yeah. so humiliated. And um Sam and Bucky watch, which is my favorite. <laughs> looking, real, looking real strong, John. Um <laughs> yeah, that was really good. 
I'll, hell, they're all just taking a drink while it's happening too. Um, and so, you know, there's that awesome moment where one of the door Milaji just like picks up the shield and I'm like, oh, just right in his face too. Oh, that Dude, was so he good. The shit up yeah. Like, like he does. Up. I'm like, let's go. It's so good. And so, he's just like, she can do that. <laughs> he was like, you think you're hot shit? Flip. <laughs> My God. No, so, that was well, the biggest dick drop on the table I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> literally, it was just like, boom. And I like, I like that during the episode, Sam is even like, "Come on, Bucky, we need to help him." Like, like, come on, let's do the right thing here. And then there's that scene of you know, Io just deactivates Bucky's left arm, which I thought was interesting. And he looked like, "Oh shit, uh, you could do that this whole time." Um, so. And then, you know, Lamar tells John, hey, man, we just need to get out of here. Let's go. And then he just has that line where he's just so defeated. It's like, they weren't even super soldiers. Yeah. And it was in that moment where it's just, I empathize with John. I really do. This man has, he's trying to fill the biggest shoes in the Marvel universe right now. He is trying what I think he's trying to do what he thinks is right. But... He's just going about it. He's going about it the wrong way. Like it's like you said, he's walking around these areas with his Captain America attire on. He's calling himself Captain America, you know, because Steve would always walk around like, "Hi, I'm Captain Rogers," or "Hi, I'm Steve." Like yeah. Steve never <laughs> went around saying like, "Hey, I'm Captain America." He never went around like John did in the last episode. Like, do you know who I am? Like mm-hmm. Steve never did yeah. that. And so John has a lot on his plate, and just I think that ass kicking really just like put it in perspective like you know i'm i'm not good enough for this and so all that doubt and starts creeping in his mind yeah then that needle starts creeping in his mind and there you go serum <laughs> that's right <laughs> the and needle <laughs> i want to i want to talk about the uh bucky's arm too because i feel like that that was just kind of like a that was a fucking low blow for bucky too because it was just that kind of realization that even though the Wakandans helped him, they still didn't fully trust him. Exactly mm-hmm. what I got from that and, too. And that was like a damn that that fucking sucks. Yeah. That that hit for me. It was also kind of a we could put you in it's like how your parents are like, I, I put you in this world, I'll take you out. Like that yeah. was just them that was another dig drop on the table moment where it's like, yeah, we could we could totally take this whole thing away from you, like as much as we've given to you. Just make sure you respect our wishes enough to know that yep. we can fuck your shit up in a day. Like, and, it, and I, yeah, I, I respect it's, that. It's just one of those things with like in the beginning of the episode, what like we see his relationship with Io and like how you know, like they had a, I think they had like a, a level of friendship. You know what I mean? Um, and you know now now with Steve gone and like Sam and Bucky fighting all the time, I feel like that Bucky doesn't he just feels alone you know what i mean and that was like mm-hmm. just a another kick to the groin on like you are alone no one loves <laughs> you no one trusts you uh because even like you know even with sam like that's like what they're doing this in, like throughout the show is trying to build like each other's trust um so it's yeah it's just like i that that part really really hurt but man when he reattached the arm and did the fucking thing from yeah. uh winter soldier like, I was yeah, like, was let's cool. go <laughs> like, oh, one of the most badass things like the whatever the whoever did the audio design for that like s tier s tier audio design. yeah man they got a nice bonus 
I do I do have to respond to what Cam says because he's absolutely right. I because I, I empathize with Bucky. I felt bad for him. Um but we also have to keep in mind that I'm sure Io probably feels just as betrayed by Bucky because after all, Zemo did uh kill King T'Chaka. And so seeing, I'm sure, Bucky be all buddy buddy with Zemo, breaking him out of prison, probably hurt her feelings as well. That's true, but she didn't also have all the context that we have about Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Know? So, yeah, but I get, like, with the knowledge that she knew, like, for sure, like, that definitely is valid. It's time, uh, let's get to that scene that Mr. Kyle was talking about. So, we have a nice moment of John and Lamar, and they're talking in, like, some, what appears to be a train station of some kind, I think. And John is talking about how, hey, would you take the serum? Because Lamar doesn't know that John's got, John's got it in his pocket, but it's like, hey... Let me let me talk to my best friend here. Would you take it? And I like how Lamar's like, yes, absolutely. Like, cause um, literally says hell's yeah from the PSP commercial. <laughs> and just like power yeah. just makes someone more of themselves, right? And it talked about how I think it was really interesting here how Lamar brings up like, hey, you won three Medal of Honors in combat. You make the right decisions in battle. And I'm like, there it is, right there. That's the problem. Captain America is not be is not about being making making the right decisions in battle. It's about you know not going into a battle. It's about like being uh, sympathizing with everyone. Like it's not about bloodshed. And so they talk about John talks about you know those three Medal of Honors talk about the worst day of my life. And you know I think hopefully in these next two episodes maybe we're going to see what that worst day of his life was. Um, I think that would be really interesting for him. I'm and sure that, actually, now that you mention that, I think that's going to be the opening scene of the next episode. Same. 100. Ooh, 100. God. It's going to be like dark as hell. Like, I'm not ready gonna for it. It's going to be a hard cut right into like some sort of like war zone, war zone or, or whatever yeah. and just complete. Yeah. God. I think that's how the next episode is. It's going to be the seventh day of Fallujah and I won't be ready for it. Oh, no. Jeez. That's, so, yeah, that's going to. I hope they do that tastefully. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so after that, I think it was a really nice scene because we had really haven't gotten any scenes with just John. So I, I think um, he he talks about being Cap was the first right thing he felt like doing. And so that's why I, like, I empathize with him. I know he's trying to do what he thinks is right, but that necessarily doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Um, so uh, moving on, we or, get one thing oh, I want to say also because we talked a lot about how John always keeps the suit on. He's always, you know, using his rank to his advantage. This is one of the only times since he got the suit, at least it, to vulnerable. my recollection, that he, yeah, he feels vulnerable. So he's wearing his regular clothes. He's wearing a civilian outfit because he has been brought down a peg by uh, the Wakandans there in that fight. And so now he feels like he's on the lower level. So he's dressing like the people that he thought he was uh, above previously and it's not until he got that serum where he felt like kicking ass again and we're about to talk about some of that ass that got kicked <laughs> See, here's something that i think that like i'm curious about about uh regarding john's characters just like how did the military in like in like today's time basically present time perceive captain america like did did they just see him as like oh he's a kick-ass soldier because like because if that's the case like i can see why john was like this is what being Captain America is, is being a good a good soldier because he didn't know Steve personally. He didn't know like those extra layers of what it actually is to be Captain America. So like that's probably like you know so like him dealing with those frustrations like 
I can see where he's coming from because he doesn't he doesn't know like he like and the government really doesn't know they just like oh we need someone who's a great soldier to be more or less propaganda <laughs> to another degree uh, uh I mean well. yeah like, I, and that's all, I think that's, that's, that's what it is thing but like um to talk about but yeah it's just like what like he like I I just want to know like what that perspective is for people that were like that are in the military um and how they see like how they saw captain america when steve like held the mantle like before like like let's say like before civil war or whatever where like he wasn't a fugitive um well i think, I, I think that would be important information i kind of i kind of feel like like if you think about to the original captain america movie he was already a propagandic icon for war so yeah. like imagine like Honestly, imagine if Uncle Sam was real and was the best soldier the world has ever seen. <laughs> like, that is kind of what it is. Like, uh, imagine that guy just becoming sentient and just coming out here kicking ass. But what no one, what no one in the military, what no, what that conglomeration of the military industrial complex didn't understand is that Steve is a good soldier because he's a good person. And that is something you can't. You, you can't really interview for that or they wouldn't have thought to interview for that. So that's why they get John Walker and all of his flaws come with it. Cause they're like, Oh, it's all about the soldierness. Now they're too ignorant to see that. It's all about what's in your heart. not what's in your biceps. So here we yeah, are. Now. Like, Cause when we first meet John, like I was like, I like this guy. Like, you know, I was like, I like this guy. When you see the training video where he throws a shield, I'm like, Oh shit. Like he can do that. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and yeah. you know, the inner, like the interview, like on the football field and like all those things. It's just like, I really like this guy, but just, you know, but he obviously isn't going to be Captain America. So what's going to happen? And I just think that like, even, even now it's just like, I just feel like that he just is, I don't want to say he's misunderstood, but he's, he's just ignorant on, on some things that like are making him make poor choices. Yeah, um, ignorance the word. I like that one. So I, I see him as just like a victim of just the, you know, the war, war comp, I guess, <laughs> war industry, the government. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's yeah. all fair. All right. Um so I think it's time to get into um to the really important stuff in this episode. So we get we see Sarah, um, Sam's sister, and she receives a call from Carly. Oh no. Oh, it happened no. again. Oh, no. Oh. And ah. oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, Sarah's like, I have seen you on the news, you're that terrorist, right? She's like, Oh, I'm a revolutionary, depends on what side you're on. And it gets to a thing where, you know, Carly threatens Sarah and her nephews. And she says, you know, your brother's working for Captain America. Sarah's like, I, I didn't choose him. My world doesn't matter to America. Why should I care about its mascot? And I thought that was a tremendous line. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Tremendous, tremendous line. And because yeah. I think that line could, I don't know if it's directed just at the Captain America mantle or if it's just John Walker. Because I'm wondering, would she say that about Steve? I mean, I say, I'm, I'm, I'm not, thinking, yeah, I think he's uh, that she's saying it particularly about just like Captain America, like in general. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, with John. I uh, because the thing and this kind of goes back to the beginning, like the very first episode where like Sam for a, I think for a myriad of reasons uh, thinks that he's not worthy of the shield. Like one, he's like, OK, I'm I'm like the level of imposter syndrome where like I can't like, you know, I can't be a black person in a position of power or on a high level position. So I'm not worthy of this and I need to give it 
give it up. And then the government decides who's the best fit for that. And of course it is a white person, a white man. Um, and that is what, that that's how the government sees America. Like that is their, them choosing the face of like America to a certain, like in a certain way. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's just not true. <laughs> like we are a melting pot. Um, and so, you know, for her, it's just like, I mean, you know, Captain America doesn't cover my values at my, like, it does not represent care about Captain America. If it was someone of color, like not even a black person, but someone of color, like a a minority, like, I think her answer would have been different, but yeah. I, I think it, I kind of think it ties into just the way that Captain America is probably perceived by the wider country or the wider world in general is that if he is just, uncle sam incarnate then what does that do for anybody who's not super excited about war like that's just not gonna rise the needle for you you're not gonna think you're not gonna instinctively think like uncle sam you all you think is fight the story enemy win that's it you don't consider what he's fighting for you don't consider what he goes to do when he's off the battlefield none of that really comes up so if you're a normal person and steve rogers is this like american like god tier human that's just running out there you have no personal connection to him and it's not like steve rogers is out here doing interviews with good morning america so you never really knew who he was as a person so i feel like the rest of the world you know i'm sure much appreciation for like oh thanks for saving our lives thanks for doing all these different heroic acts but when it comes right down to it you don't have a connection to him so i think she was just portraying that like even if even if she heard how good steve was from uh, her connection to Sam, that's still not going to affect her too much day to day. So, you know, it is what it is in that front. Gotcha. Um, does anyone have any more thoughts before we get to this finale? Hmm. I think, I think you two said it, said it great. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. All right. So let's get into the nitty gritty of this. Let's get bloody. So let's go. S- Sam, <laughs> Sam finds out that Carly has threatened Carly has threatened Sarah and his family, so he gets a text from Carly saying she wants to meet. So they meet up, and Sam just chastises Sarah. uh, Excuse me, Sam chastises Carly. You brought my family into this? What the hell? And she's saying, you know, I just wanted to see who you are and stuff. First off, I think if you think you're the good person... You're not going to threaten kids, even if you are not going to do it or not. You're not going to threaten kids if you think you're a good person. So just throwing that out there. And so Sam gets word from Sharon that John is on the way and a fight breaks out between Sam, Bucky and Carly. You know, John and Lamar enter the building and Lamar is separated from John. John searches the building. He's attacked by a flag smasher. And you see kind of a little more anger in John in these fights. Like the way he throws the shield, how it goes into the wall. It's like, uh-oh, uh, could it be possible that he took a little serum? And, you know, it's Bucky, not Bucky, uh, Sam meets up with John. And he knows that John, you know, kicked a dude down the stairs. And he has bent this pipe. And it's like, oh, what did you do? Uh, I, Sam, at that point, is he took the super soldier serum. Oh, no, I got to deal with this right now, too. Uh, and so they all meet up, Bucky, Sam, and John, and they start fighting some more flag smashers. And Carly and the guy from earlier, Nico, who said he was a big Captain America fan, which is, you know, Ooh. 
uh, a lot to do with right They start getting into a fight, and Carly comes through and just punches Lamar so hard he goes back into a pillar, and he appears to be knocked out. That's what it appears to be. Yeah, he, he was fucking dead. That's no, he was dead. Yeah. He hit dead. the pillar. And so, so that's there's... what happened to Lamar. That's why he's not dropping music. Well, here's the thing. And I, I don't remember. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear like Lamar was like going after Carly and then Carly attacked back in self-defense. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. It's one of those things like. Hmm. Huh. Uh, that, that sounds uh, right. Yeah, because it was it was more or less like Lamar was trying was like trying to help, and then like Carly was like, "Nah, get out of here," and then like it just unfortunately killed him. <laughs> um, again, I I don't I I swear that's what happened, but um, because I know that someone's just like, "Oh, Carly just like straight up murdered Lamar." I'm like, I'm pretty sure he attacked her. Yeah, and no, he... I think he was mm-hmm. rushing in to help John. I think yeah. at some point during the fight, yeah, and she retaliated. Okay, because he was like... rushing in towards her, so I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, like you know, um. Well, what I thought is that she was going to punch um, John, and oh, Lamar, Lamar like stepped in and, and took that the, the punch. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what happened. That sounds yeah, right. She... All right. God, keep talking. Keep talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I think look it up. My favorite, my favorite things about the sequence is earlier. I think when the Dormilaji uh, was fighting in that room with, with John and, and Bucky. There was a mention of like, oh, you're gonna hide behind the shield or, or or something along that in this episode. And then when you see John walk into the building, he is hiding behind that shield with a gun <laughs> no. drawn, like a coward. Uh, even though he's all super powered up, but like I love, yes, it does mirror the the Cap scene in First Avenger when he's walking in to battle the Nazis of him behind the shield. But I just love how that line earlier in the episode of them like, um picking at him for like hiding behind that symbol of that shield that weapon without that he's really nothing and then he still is walking in trying to fight these super powered people hiding behind that shield yeah like a true that, coward that, that's a great that's a great point kyle um okay. so af- after uh john Wait, tries to w- Cam, you, you found it yeah i watched it yeah so basically she's coming after john after she's he's being held by someone else and then lamar tackles her and then when they both get up, she's just like, and just punches him right into the pillow, okay. and he's dead. So yeah, it was just, it was she just, fu- just fucking like. I mean, you could tell by her face that she did not mean to intentionally kill him, but yeah, accidental murder, did. still murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's manslaughter. I, it's like also uh, like Falcon's yeah. fighting style in here too. Mm-hmm. I was using oh, yeah. the wings as like a clothesline. Yeah, just another yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotta love it. And and so you know John sees Lamar and tries to wake him up. Lamar, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, buddy, come on. And he's not waking right, up. Gotta and then new you, album. Come on. You hear what I what sounds like that Winter Soldier theme, like that creepiness mm. that it's coming in. It's like uh oh. And so you see John make one of the, like one of the most super powered moves you've seen probably in the show. He gets so angry, just runs out the window just not a care in the world, just falls on this fan. He had no idea what was down there. He just went out, um, yeah. lands down, looks for the Nico guy. Uh, he's chasing him. He's screaming like, where is she? And stuff. And so he catches him up in a square, throws the shield at him, knocks him back a little bit, knocks him on his steps. And you see everyone is, you know, got their phones out. Oh, look, it's Captain America. Oh, th- nothing's going to happen right now. He's getting some, oh my God. <laughs> So it's like happens. a throwback to like several movies. Like this is yeah. like, hey, uh, like T'Challa, the world's watching. 
don't do this. Like, yeah. st- don't and, stop. And, and then just, also, just the Iron Man versus Captain America fight, he literally does the exact same thing Robert Dane, uh, like Tony Stark does. Yeah. And instead of, like, hitting his re- his, his uh, reactor core, he's like, kills him. Long yeah. straight up murder. There's a lot of Civil War stuff, too. Like, I don't know if it was intentional, but I, I would... I always watch like new rock stars after every MCU show just to like see all the Easter eggs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there was one that was really, really cool that I, I really dig that in civil war, at the beginning you see cap being aided by Wanda rising up to the top to help, help people. And then for him to chase Nico, John Walker as cap is descending. So he's falling. And while, while yeah. Steve Rogers was rising, I love he's falling down and descending into like the madness and, not cap anymore and just he oh damn that's some big brain shit right there (laughs) straight up murders shit straight up murders a man and it's interesting because like you know steve uh, steve sam and bucky are looking on and bucky is pissed uh if you can see (laughs) bucky is pissed and sam just doesn't know what to do and john just gets up looks at people are watching and just that shot of just yeah, blood just the on the shield. I was shield like, fainted. I'm mm-hmm. like, and that's why it's hard to say Captain America anymore because I have to have his legacy now. I told Tessa, like, I can't say Cap anymore. I have to say Steve Rogers when I talk about who really is Captain America because that is tainted. You know, there's does... blood on that shield. Yeah, it's really wild. I The thing I keep thinking of is like all the people who are watching this, like imagine the boomerang someone got of that horrible moment jesus and that's just like on loot like someone gets called into good morning america to talk about that shit it's like oh my god because i i i imagine that we are going to start with that i I was going to say cold cut uh that cold open of uh his worst day of his life and everything but i really want to see the repercussions of this moment for the rest of the world because of course the characters are gonna have to deal with this but i want to know how normal joe schmo on the ground I want to know how they're like, dude, did you see Captain America? Because like I said, he, the idea of Captain America has more or less been a blank slate, depending on who you talk to. But America has been encouraging people to put all their hope, all their aspirations into this uh, into this symbol. And now that the symbol is literally physically tainted with the blood of a relatively innocent, it's like, God, how do you even come back from that as someone? This is like... <laughs> Like to to connect this to real life again, this is like all those people who thought, oh man, yeah, the presidency is like the symbol. This is the hope that we put into. And then you put the wrong person into that symbol and that symbol breaks away. And for a lot of people, that that symbol is never going to be built back up again. So I'm trying to see where they're going to take this one in because I I really do think they're doing something really bold and interesting with this. Can't wait to see the repercussions of it. I I definitely think we're going to see like, people talk about like how they thought what captain what john did was right because they're like oh they're terrorists they needed to die blah 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 blah. like they you know they don't know the context uh so i definitely think that there will be uh people that will um like prophesize john for what he did because that's what people in america do i I enjoyed the the, the memes i saw from this is just it was that meme of like all the pictures of like the old um, right wing looking be like all white dudes and sunglasses and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? And it says John Walker oh. did the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. John Walker was right. And so God, I, I hate something that. I saw that really refreshes uh, what I think about in this moment is that uh, Steve Rogers is who America thinks it is, and John Walker is who it actually is. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is a real hard look at America right here. Like that. That's what it is. We go into foreign places. You know, we kill innocent people. Um, man, this guy. I got. Oh, just saying that made it like. Whew, we get blood on our hands and then we wipe it on the flag to make the color. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh man, this is a Marvel show. We just got really deep with that. So yeah, man, they're inviting this type of conversation. I love it. But go ahead, Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few stuff I want to bring up that um, is a response to what Eric just said and what uh, Emmett said earlier about you know holding a mirror um, to to the audience, um, which is what Carly said to Sam before the fighting happened, um, which was, "If I were to kill you, meaning Sam, it would be meaningless." Um, and I, I'm not sure how you guys read that, but to me, that was like, "If I were to kill like uh, this black hero, the world, the white world wouldn't care." The same way that uh, we have our, our black Captain America, that uh, Isaiah. Uh, that was completely sidelined mm. yeah and then so to, to, so to have i think hoskins for me die what didn't sit entirely like right with me i understood why and it makes sense because we had we have the turn of walker but he almost felt like complete utility f- for walker to be dynamic um and that kind of felt antithetical to me for what the themes of the show are yeah so that was but, like that's like mm. my, my only critique of this episode is that hoskins i think deserved a lot better than what what he was written what he got yeah yeah it was black people lifting up white people that's what um, that's yeah what america yeah. you know you know uh, <laughs> this is america um, yeah, don't get you slipping though so <laughs> but yeah it, it, i saw some really interesting things i saw some people that say like you know like kind of like in defense of john and like you know that he um you know he just wanted to be like do what like he thought he like do what he thought was right and like you know uh that he was a good he's a good soldier and he's like probably like um he probably is like a, a good like a good person but like not you know like not like the same type of thing that captain america is uh or needs to be but it was but i like also saw some like responses where it's like if if like if lamar was like the one thing that was holding you back from killing people then maybe you weren't a good person like this entire time but i also feel like It's like, I don't know, I think it's a really complicated uh, topic that I think that, um, that I think I need to watch the episode again to really, like, ha- I think have a uh, cohesive opinion on. But I definitely think that there's, like, more to John than just, like, Lamar being the one thing stopping him from, like, killing people. You know, because, I mean, he's a yeah. soldier. He killed people in, like, in wars and stuff like that. Like, this isn't... It's not really like his action as as a soldier. It's his action as Captain America. That is that is what's the issue here. Um, I mean, that's that's the whole thing about it being Steve Rogers. Like you, you as a soldier, just in general, let alone Captain America, you're gonna run into some rough stuff. You're gonna have some harsh moments. Think about the trauma that has to be involved if you make the whiff that happened at the end of uh, Infinity War. Like, not only did you fuck up monumentally, but like several of your friends are dead. And that's just really rough to have to deal with on its own. But the fact that he can come back with that composure and not have that trauma fester into evilness just plays, I guess, from the perspective of, you know, a Disney movie. I'm sure that this is what they will probably be playing towards, but it just plays to the pureness of his own heart. 
And so you can't have someone else come in there who the second their friend, because just to say, we, we're still not sure if Lamar is straight up dead. He's probably dead. But like, there's mm-hmm. some little bit of doubt there. He could just be knocked out and he's like in the hospital in the next episode or something. But like the second there's any doubt, this man's over here just bludgeoning a man with a shield. Like there's just no justice, no peace in that man's heart at all. So, you know. It just shows you the difference between those two characters, and I'm sure yeah. we're gonna crack open a whole bigger can of that in the next two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before before you guys continue the amazing conversation, I actually have to run. I oh, mistakenly yeah. booked two podcast recordings too close <laughs> to each other, so that's on me. But thanks so much for having me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We are so lucky to have the show because it's talking about real things in a superhero format, and it just it's amazing. Shout out to Wyatt Russell as John Walker. Making us Amen. hate Captain America. He's killing it. Um, but yeah, have a great night. Thank, thank you so much for joining yeah. us, Kyle. Yeah. You were welcome. Thank you. Yeah, check out Mr. K Step on Twitter. Follow him. Yes. He's great. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Beacon of good. Thank yeah. you for Bye. joining us. Okay. What a good right. man. Now let's talk shit. So, now I'm kidding. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Who the heck is this guy? Right, give me one second. Right. <laughs> It's it's Ooh, Ruben, hi. everyone. This is Ruben. Hi, welcome to a little break we're gonna have right now. Ruben's joining us. Yeah, with his Ninja Turtle shirt. Yep, that's right. Here's one thing I wanted to ask Ruben. Yes. How many references to Ruben stuttered are made in reference to constantly? Ruben? It's annoying. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I was just curious because I was like, yeah, I thought about that the first time, but I never said anything about it because I was like, that is probably a lot, but how much enough? Yep. So I'm gonna shut I'm up about really, it. Really, I'm really sad that Ruben, Ruben stuttered did not like. Gl- like glow up like Kelly Clarkson and Jay Hud did because he like uh, he's still my favorite singer. That's one American Idol. Like it's when I watched it, like I watched mm-hmm. it for like quite a while. But man, like Ruben Stutter was so like even Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken's more successful than Stutter, and he didn't even win. You correct. know what I mean? Yeah. That's... Uh, same thing with um, what's his face? Um, Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert mm-hmm. is the head is the lead singer of Queen now, which is wild. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. You know that? Well, uh, Clay Aiken didn't get to be in the hit film Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed, so Ruben's That's got true. that over That's him. True. That's true. Good movie. Thank you. But no, uh, yeah, no. Adam Lambert is the lead singer now because he's well, the only I'll... person that can hit Freddie Mercury notes. You know what I mean? Well, I'll be damned. Well, that's <laughs> impressive, but hey, it's no Justin to Kelly. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's true. That is so, true. Um. I hate to stop talking about American <laughs> Idol stuff here, please. But <laughs> um, it's, all, it's all good. Um, so, just final thoughts on this episode. If there's anything that we missed that you guys want to talk about, Christian, we'll start with you. Oh, with me? Yeah. No, I mean, I am again. I wanted more of Carly. I got exactly what I wanted. I, we got more of her. I, I hope we address more. I guess of her like morally gray stuff. As we move forward, um, and then what Cam said, uh, which I didn't thought about it. Yeah, let's look at more of Walker's past. Let's make him more of a dynamic character. Um, and yeah, I, ho- I hope Hoskins is alive. Let's uh, let's throw him. Yeah, in there. yeah. He doesn't deserve to die to be motivation for another character. Like he deserves better than that. I'm sorry, yep. but... but with the themes, boy, with the themes that the show has, uh, yes, he does. Yes, he mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. probably is dead. All yeah, I, great point. I just want to touch on that real quick before we continue. I just want to say, like, you took the serum 
and you decided to let your boy come into a fight with super soldiers. Like, you're the fucked up one here. <laughs> like, you should have been like, yo, chill out. I, I got this I think he one. knew what he was, he was getting. Like, you know, he knew what he was getting into. Is, it, like, I, I, I don't think you think so? I, I feel yeah. like, I don't know. I, I feel they've like per, he... They've been pursuing them for a while, and they, he knew that, like, knew that they were super soldiers. You know, it's... Correct, but he didn't know that John took the serum, I, I, I assume. I don't know for sure. I don't know. If he, yeah, we don't. We never knew that. Um, yeah. They might, you know, they might tell us that uh, this week on this week's episode. But I do think that, like, regardless of like him, his actions of deciding to like let Lamar get into the fight, like he's his partner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Anthony Mackie is, you know, the Falcon is just a guy with wings. Like, technically, you know, he's not a super soldier, but he still gets, goes into fights. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I just think how incredible it would be is like after, you know, show what Cam was talking about, uh, a scene of John Walker in Afghanistan and, you know, cut straight to the square and then you cut to a scene of Lamar waking up. It's like, John, John, where are you, buddy? And he runs downstairs oh, and like sees what John did. That would be incredible. Oh, my God. Whew. Just like that- to have that scene of like, what did you do? Because mm-hmm. then the one, the reason he lost his shit is now here to witness you losing your shit. It's like, oh man, you're gonna have to have a reckoning for more than America, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that'd be amazing. We'll but, see. But uh, yeah, so I I do want to yeah. Final thoughts. Like episodes, great. Want to see where things go. And I'm and again, like I, I was having this conversation with um uh with a friend yesterday about like what we think is going to happen like at the end of the show like what's going to happen like to what sam going to do what's the shield what's going to happen to the shield and they it's not like that they they want this to happen but they think that the that like sam will not use the shield that he is just mm-hmm. he's going to like have it but he's not going to actually use it he's not going to become captain america and i'm just like because he thinks that like cuz 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 which is fair like sam more cares about steve's legacy and what that shield represents towards steve more than like anything but i also think like he needs to but you know and they also play with the themes like hey the history of of america is complicated as a black person and but but then you have to like think about the bigger picture on like what having a black captain america would do for like all the minorities in America and like seeing someone like that in that sort of position, like thinking like bigger picture of what that would mean for not just America, but for the world, um, you know, and that like Steve wanted him to be the next captain America. Like he's not like Steve isn't worried about his legacy. Like I live my life. Like you now move forward. And so I would be so like, I could see potentially like that. He doesn't pick, like that he uses the shield in the final episode for like the final fight, but then he decides not to like use it moving like forward. And then we don't see him use it again until like a later movie. Um, but man, like if he doesn't, if, but if he doesn't become Captain America by the end of the show, like I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, cause it just, it just, it would, it would make everything of that last. Cause for me, like the last conversation with Sam and, and Steve and Endgame is my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, and if they, if like if they don't make Sam Captain America at the end of the show, it's just going to tarnish that scene like so much, because mm-hmm. it's just like oh well you get the shield and like the whole like 
you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't feel like it's mine. And then like, Steve's like, it is, it's yours. And like that whole, like very subtle, but impactful encounter would just be nothing. Yeah. It'd be like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. So, I hope um, that this isn't six episodes leading to a psych. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so I really, gosh, like, I hope that my, uh, that my friend is just wrong about that. Um, cause again, like he wants him to become Captain America. He's just like, kind of like analyzing how Sam is as a character and like, you know, what they're doing with the show. But yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. And then with Bucky, I think this is, this is like my kind mm. of like main theory right now. I think okay. that once the show's over, he's eventually going to be like the mentor for the young Avengers. They're already teasing it. And like, oh. again, after this, after this, Bucky doesn't really have anything that he needs, you know? And so why not just like be the next Nick Fury more or less and just be like, Hey, mm. uh, you know, you see him go to, I. Oh no. I'm not, I'm not hearing. Okay. Okay. Say that and one more time. Patriot. Oh yeah. He go, like, he goes to Isaiah's house at the end of the show and Patriot and it's like, want to be a hero like that type of thing like i don't think that's actually gonna happen ah. but, like, i think that like that would be really cool if he was just like the mentor or trainee for like the avengers you know we're getting patriot we know we're getting kate bishop like it's coming like this definitely happening so like that would be a really cool role to put him in to make him still relevant moving i love it hmm. yeah i respect the hell out of that holy shit <laughs> <laughs> I, I, a take I saw on Twitter uh, a few days ago that was really interesting. It, it was just uh, someone said, let me, uh, on Twitter, Tina, T-E-A-N-A-H, says, Falcon Winter Soldier is teaching me not to sell yourself short and let imposter syndrome win because an unworthy piece of shit will take your place. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yeah. my God, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, man. So... I I have uh, one th- one more thing to say. I think uh, for me personally, I, th- I I'm leaning towards more as to what's happening with Bucky throughout the show more than I am leaning towards what's happening to Sam. Just because I I know in the back of my head, like Sam is eventually going to take the mantle as Captain America, but like we don't know what the fuck's happening to Bucky after this. That's <laughs> so fair. so um. Yeah. I think they introduced uh, Carly as pretty much the opposite of what Steve Rogers was. So it gives uh, Sam like two ends of the spectrum and he eventually is like, all right, I'm going to do what needs to be done, but I'm going to make sure that both of them are right. Like not Mm -hmm. just Carly, not just Steve, make sure that everybody is being taken care of the way that it needs to be taken care of. Yeah. I like that. Hopefully that. he comes down the middle for it, but yeah. it, that does sound like a perfect, once again, Disney ending. So, hey, we got two episodes to see what pops off. I don't think Carly's the exact opposite of Steve. I just think because, like, you know, when he she, he has a conversation with Carly, you know, that, that really great scene, he says, like, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with everything yeah. that, you, that you're saying, but I just don't agree with the way you're executing uh, your, your ideals. Yeah. Um, so, I I don't think that, like, yeah, I, I think that uh, that's what like makes all all these characters are so nuanced. Like all these characters have so much depth, and the, and it's so so great. Like I can't say like I don't like like Carly. Like I can't say that Carly is just like verbatim a bad a bad person. But like you have yeah. killed people, but like 
when you know the context, it's just like, well, I get it. Like, you know, like, I get it. But I, you're still you're still a murderer, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So it, but I can't stay it, mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she's delivering well, medicine. It's like, again, it's like, it's, yeah. like Killmonger, it's like Killmonger. It's like, you're yeah. not wrong, dog. But no to what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not doing it the right way. Forty miles. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought a, I thought of another interesting thing that could happen, and this is this is clearly out of left field because I don't think he wants to do it. Imagine if, like, maybe in the last episode, whether it's through a phone call or he actually sees them, if old Steve comes back and talks to Sam. No, no I don't no want it. Way. That that okay? No that would way would that happen? I would be screaming. <laughs> that's but... why I'm saying left. That's why I'm saying left field, and, and it's just. Yeah. Like, Hey, it's just like a reminder of him like look dude i chose you for this reason like you need to stop like doubting yourself or something like that you have what it takes that's, you know, and does anything does not need to be white splained i don't that's think that's kind of the thing that's yeah, like yeah that's that, my that, thing. that, that okay. is like just that's, kind of like, just a... I, that's one thing that's kind of just like a giant plot hole of this show all, like in the beginning it's just like just like <laughs> phone up sam Hey, so what the fuck is going on? I was just going to say that <laughs> at the end of the like, show. Uh, I gave you the shield. And then, uh, do you like a, the government civil war? Like, <laughs> I was just yeah. going to say the end of the show is just like Cap calling up Sam. And he's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I got uh, I got locked on my shield. Um, what what the fuck happened? Uh, yeah, so I was right. used in like a yeah, like I said, it was just it was a fun if we're theory stuff because I think Sam just. Like most of us deal with sometimes with imposter syndrome, he just needs that, just that little push. If, yeah. if, if they actually pulled like a eleventh Doctor on us like that, I'm like just that about be... to say that, Cameron. Oh my <laughs> god! If, no, if they pulled an eleventh Doctor on us when it's like, okay, new Doctors here, first episode of the of the new uh, new Doctor season. There's one scene where like Eleven's talk Clara like before he re- regenerates. I'm just like. <laughs> what a moment i mean mo- i'm gonna keep it real with you i think just to wrap this up i think the most realistic one is that steve sees all this stuff as an old man and you just cut to him trying to figure out how an iphone works <laughs> the <last laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he finally figures it out. <laughs> oh, what God. are tvs <laughs> yeah exactly. i do have one thing we forgot about okay what which is very much a marvel thing to do uh, predictions is that Sarah will finally get her bank loan approved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll just have a freeze frame on her like the end of Coach Carter. She got her bank loan. <laughs> <laughs> I would also say that, like, the show ends with uh, Jackson 5's I Want You Back, but Guardians of the Galaxy already did that. But that's still, like, yeah. a very... St- I, I I could see that happening. No, it's, it's going to end with Hopeful by Twista. Just like oh, my Coach God. Carter could did. you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> my God. Uh, maybe, that, that would actually match. Maybe, would. maybe just throwing some Kendrick at the end. That'd be good. There we go. His new song's premiering at the end of the episode. You said it here first. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that now, be, that now, would be wild. Now, if it does, we have this clip, and we're gonna be millionaires, everyone. So right. I'm just gonna tell you that now. Black Panther, right? Yeah, he yeah. hasn't put out an actual album of his own since 2017 with Damn. So he's he's definitely ah. he's so. this year. Anyway. We'll see. I'm not, I'm gonna hold I'm not gonna hold my breath. But anyway, speaking of drop Frank Ocean, <laughs> let's come on. Let's go. Let's oh go. yeah, Ocean's overdue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, we are now reaching the end of the show, and it's time to throw in some plugs. Uh, since Kyle is no longer here, I'm gonna throw the plugs in for him. Remember, everyone, you can follow Kyle at Mr. K Step 
on Twitter. Remember, he does great work over at 61 Indie, highlighting indie games. Fantastic work he does over there. Co-hosting the weekly PlayStation podcast, The Trophy Room. Just a joy of a man. Like, I can't say enough good things about Kyle. He really is just a positive force in the community. And he, he deserves all the love yeah. and, and praise he's been getting with all the hard work he's been putting in. And thank you so much, Kyle, um, for joining us on our show. I could say um, one bad thing about him. He's too nice. What? He's too nice. He's too, he's nice. too nice. Yeah, man. He's Fuck just that guy he's, and his kindness. A, a genuinely just fantastic person. I'm so glad we can get him on the show. Look forward to hopefully having him again one day. Emmett, do you got anything to plug for the everyone at home? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, got a couple things to plug. Of course, VGU.TV is the site that I work for. Uh, if you like me, then go over there. I got a lot of. Uh, I host a Players Club podcast over there. And um, we do articles, we do video content, we do all types of shit. So go check that out. Uh, and a lot of my colleagues there, too. They make some good shit as well. So give that a gander. Uh, and also, I'm still streaming Ratchet & Clank. I know I haven't done it in a minute because I've been on vacation last week. But now that I'm back, one of these days this week, I'm going to get back to it with Ratchet 2. And Cam, I know you're on that train I'm as well. So. I'm playing Ratchet nice. 2 right now. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I saw you go beat the first one the very one. easily. Yeah, first we- try. First try on the final boss. Yeah, which I'm so pissed off. That that was a three hour stream just the boss when I was playing. (laughs) I was there, man. It was hilarious. I like at least five of y'all were just like, oh, it's gonna take you at least an hour. I'm built different. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Michelle. is is awful. Oh my god. I I have flashbacks to trying to beat uh trying to beat him. Um boy howdy. So yeah. So yeah, if you wanna keep up with any of that at EJ Spun Six One, go find me there. EJ Spun Six One underscores the Twitch, but I try to keep the brand as close as I can, so it is what it is. Yeah, everyone, you're gonna want to follow Emmett soon because with season nine of Apex Legends coming up, we're gonna get a lot Woo! more Titanfall stuff. So, oh, yeah. make, make sure you're following him for that because you know I'm I'm ready. I got to finish up my battle pass on we... season eight of Apex. When is so, that? When it's is the almost uh... time? <laughs> when is the new season dropping? I got the pilot helmet uh, with me. May fourth, I think. Oh, I really, word? Need to get, I really need to get the pilot helmet. I really do. So, in, in the word, in the words of uh of Emmett, everyone, you know what to do. Follow. You know follow what? Him. Funny you say that. Someone tweeted that uh, Titanfall 2 is on sale on Xbox uh, for like $4 right now. Oh, So, like, go scoop that up. And people already put the meme with it. I don't even have to do it anymore. (laughs) To do, everyone. No, your meme is literally, like, internet iconic at this point. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. You are to Titanfall what uh, Cameron is to Kingdom Hearts. So, 100%. And also what Ruben is to Spider-Man. Uh, okay, no, Ruben. No, we're talking, we're talking <laughs> about Boy, What you got for us? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at CamFinalMix, and I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash CamFinalMix. And I got something coming out late. Uh, when's this episode come out? When's this drop? Uh, this is dropping live, bro. Like, drop- oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you, uh, you release on podcast feed, too. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I got something coming out later this week uh on a uh, relative bit on a big website so you you know i can't say uh what mm. it is or where he's it getting is, married again it's uh coming uh no i'm getting married <laughs> i'm getting married to game i am getting married in uh <laughs> so that's cool in what and, sorry yeah. you got cut out say it again I'm you getting married in less than a month oh yeah Holy shit okay. it's, it's awesome. june yeah, this may soon may oh shoot yep it's may so eight. exciting wow. so Congrats! You, like I got a I'm... custom made suit, and y'all ain't ready for the drip. Like, oh okay. shit! Oh I, shit! I'm Is not, the Kingdom Hearts I'm not, related? 
no, about no, to no, say. No. He can't no, confirm nor deny. I'm not like super like I honestly like am not super about like think I don't think I'm a, like a great looking guy, but I do think that like in this suit I'm just like okay. Let's yeah, man. <laughs> what is, Mountain. Let's go. What is drip if not sauce persevering? God All damn right. it, Eric. All right. <laughs> God I damn miss, it. All right. I miss Vishon so much. I'm sorry, everyone. I respect that. That was a good reference. <laughs> but no, uh, everyone, I, I can um, say that Cameron is fantastic. Please follow his stuff. Uh, one of the bright newcomers in the video game industry. Please hire him. Whatever you want to do. His work and is fantastic. Listen to podcasts unlocked. It's a good show. Yeah, it's not un- unlocked anymore. But you should listen to unlocked. In- oh, anyway. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah great episode. Like, with, it was only uh... for like ten weeks. It was like for ten weeks. It was a ah okay. Uh, but I might I come you. back later. Like that. Like I'm not in talks about it, but I might come back later. You were you were okay. great. You had a gr- fantastic run. So again, like your, your hard work is definitely noticed, Cameron. Uh, you're doing a fantastic job. And yesterday on on awesomely average was was fantastic as well. Of oh, course. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm. Yep, That's the reference that. I should have said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christian, yeah. what about you, my friend? Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Twitch at IsoChristian. Uh, but the biggest thing I want to plug here is if you have the means to get vaccinated, you should do so because it's free and subsidized by the government. No excuses. Yep. Let's do that. Wednesday's my day, baby. Yep. First shot. Sure. Sure. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, first shot. That? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get my come May fourteenth. I'm, I'm gonna have so much ruthless sex in this room. I get my, oh, oh my god! god. god. <laughs> I have no one lined up. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's got Pamela. He's got Pamela. <laughs> oh my god, nah. I've been talking real spicy on the internet the last year, so it's about time that I either nut up or shut up or nut up. <laughs> he's he's gonna uh, the big surprise the announcement for him. Chloe and Haley is gonna show up for him. So. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I, ooh, let's let's not even like put thoughts into my head to then hype me up and then reality disappoint me. So I'm just gonna cancel that right there. Anyway, uh, again, I am Eric C. Again on Twitter, usually uh, doing stuff for Penultimate Conquest. Marvel Mondays, my favorite thing to do now. That's what I look forward to most each week. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for watching. Remember to like, comment, subscribe on the Penultimate Conquest on Twitter and YouTube. What, Ruben? I mean, I don't get a plug, but okay. Oh, well, I guess (laughs) you you, you came in. I I mean, I'm still here, though. Like, shit. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I forgot. No, no, that's okay. It's okay. You came came off the bench. Totally forgot about that. But you know what? Bill Murray also came up off the bench from Space Jam 1. And he won the game. That's right. She I'm the Bill Murray of the penultimate conquest. So, Ruben, what, what do you got, buddy? Um, so you did mention at the top of the show that tomorrow's episode of the Cross Media Show is Disney Plus premiere problems and Netflix buys Knives Out. But we are not talking trailers tomorrow. That's next week. Okay, gotcha. So uh, Thank uh, you. No problem. Get wrecked, dude. Yeah. It's like around the horn right now, and pardon the interruption, just the errors that we had throughout the episode. Yeah, that's okay. Up. That's all right. So kind of a flex that he used this plug time to just dunk on you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I got to keep Eric humble, you know? I got to yeah, keep Eric yeah. humble. And he does that all the time, yeah. but that's why. I'm I love you, Eric. Anyway, I love you. Okay. Thank you, everyone, so much. Uh, Cameron Emmett, thank you for showing up. Uh, thank you for joining us <laughs> this episode uh, it's really great to have you guys again you two are you and Kyle some of the best people on the internet and so we are lucky to have you guys on the show if you ever want to come back please let us know you'll be welcome back with open arms 
So until next week, everyone, Excelsior. <laughs>